you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the Locked On NFL podcast where your host, Bo Brock of Locked On Cardinals, your boy Q, Locked On Bets and Locked On Raiders. Make sure to check out Locked On Bets every day with Q and the lock god himself, Lee Sterling. Isn't that right, Q? Yeah, yeah. Lee does a great job, man. Uh, I'm glad that I could be his tag team partner. I'm like a really good point guard. I just throw the ball anywhere near the rim, and he throws it down. <laughs> You're like Kendall Marshall, North Carolina, a couple of years ago. Like, great distributor, horrible shot, right? Exactly, exactly. My shot ain't worth a damn, but you know what? I can throw the ball near the rim. I can get you the rock, and you go ahead and get the finish. I'll take an assist, man. <laughs> I like that. A facilitator. If you're craving more content, of course, check out Locked On Today. It's our new podcast here on the Podcast Network. Give you gives you everything you need to know in sports in 20 minutes every day. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, who, of course, you've heard on this very podcast, the Locked On NFL podcast on Mondays. Make sure you're giving us a follow on Twitter, at Bob Rackies is the way to find me, Bo Brock, at your boy Q254, and at Locked On NFL Pods. We have a huge podcast on tap this Friday. Deshaun Watson, he wants out of Houston. We're going to deep dive that thing. We're going to see maybe the best destinations for the NFL passing yards leader. Also, it's going to be outside of Watson. It's going to be a QB carousel this offseason. So who's the second best signal caller that's going to hit the open market in 2021? We'll start to look at that. And then also we'll start to preview. Uh, we've got one more big game left in the season. Super Bowl 55, Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady. Is Mahomes the greatest quarterback that Brady's ever squared off with against in the big game? We'll start to debate that all on this episode of the Locked On NFL podcast. But let's get into this discussion, Q. It was Wednesday night that the Houston Texans, the report came out that they were hiring David Cauley, the assistant coach from the Baltimore Ravens, a guy that's just well-respected around the league and then the news came out Thursday morning, Adam Schefter saying that Deshaun Watson was not going, it's not going to change his mind. David Cauley, despite everybody saying all these great things about him, um, Watson still wants out of Houston. He wants to follow suit with uh, James Harden and George Springer, some other stars in other sports that had left the market. Yeah, and it's just, it's crazy, man. And, and you mentioned the, the hire of David Culley from Baltimore, well-respected. He's actually going to talk to the media uh, sometime today and kind of get a, you know get his thoughts on everything. Of course, he's going to get peppered with questions about Deshaun Watson. And my thing, when it comes to Culley, I just kind of wondered when he became the favorite, the leader in the clubhouse for that job. Because we had heard about Leslie Frazier. We had heard about Eric Bieniemy, We had heard about uh, you know other guys that could be potentially there. Josh McCown, we had heard that name. But we really didn't hear David Culley until the other day. Then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, he does an interview. Boom, he does another interview. And now he's got a job. And then we find out, like you mentioned, Thursday morning, Deshaun Watson, and this is not from Deshaun Watson's mouth, but apparently people close to him, a.k.a. his agent, that he had formally requested a trade a couple weeks ago. So now it's like, okay, you got your head coach. I don't know what this means as far as the head coach goes, like what he's been told in the background and what he knows. And like I said, I'm sure he'll he'll give a little bit of that information to the media later on today. 
But, you know, what do you do? You have a disgruntled quarterback who's really, really stinking good. He's under contract. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a god in Houston. I mean, you know, he's like the mayor. He's, he's the guy. So, you know, do you move on from him? Do you try to appease him? Do you try to just kind of uh, wait, wait it out and hope that, you know, time cures all? What is the issue? What do you do? But it just kind of sounds like to me, Bo, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that – Deshaun Watson is feeling like he he just needs to get a fresh start somewhere else, and he almost sounds like he's willing to do whatever it takes, including sitting out, missing games, uh, missing you know missing paychecks because well he's smart enough to know and invest his money really well, so he didn't you know get caught up in in the oh I need to go and make sure I get my check. It just kind of feels like he's willing to to ride this thing out, basically sit it on out until Houston has to make a move. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, maybe. He- uh, a little Hail Mary attempt, get him in front of David Coley and just see if there is any kind of way to mend these fences. But it, it really sounds like Watson's mind is made up and he he wants out. There are a couple different options here for the Texans. You can trade him, and then you've got that $21.6 million in dead cap money in 2021. Find yourself a new quarterback, which is way easier to said than done. And then, uh, or you could do nothing and you start fining Watson and pursue bonus money when he doesn't show up for training camp, which is, it just might compound some issues. I, I think probably you just start to create a package, figure out what the package of picks looks like that you'll have to get in return. And there's going to be a ton of suitors out there for Watson's services. I, I mean, we've seen the reports. What is it? It pretty much starts with what, two to three first round picks for, for Watson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's not going to come cheap. You know what I mean? You're going to have to give up the farm for him. And I'll tell you, outside of a couple teams in, in the league, and I mean, there's 32 teams in the league, I'd probably say maybe, what, 25 of them should be on the phone calling Houston, calling Nick Casario and saying, hey, what's it going to take? And I know, as of right now, Houston has no desire, according to them, has no desire to trade Watson. And, and they shouldn't. You know, I mean, that, that like you said, Franchise quarterbacks are not easy to find. I mean, you may think that, oh, I got a couple draft picks, I can go get one, but we all know how that works. That's a crapshoot, man. You're not guaranteed to be the guy just because you were the guy in college or you look like you're going to be the, the you know, can't-miss prospect. That doesn't always shake out in the National Football League. So I think that Houston should just wait it out. I think they should continue to try to get in front of them, sit them down, and let them know what the plan is. I think that's the biggest issue. If he doesn't know what the plan is and he sees his guy in Hopkins get traded to the Cardinals, he sees Bill O'Brien get fired, he hears that he's going to be part of the process, then Nick Casario gets gets hired and he's not part of that process then he's not part of the process of the head coach I mean there's just so many things I feel like Watson feels like he's not part of the plan so maybe if you sit him down and tell him exactly what the plan is and maybe that's why uh, they bring Cully in he's an older dude maybe he could sit him down like you know like pops would do at the at the at the barbershop and say hey young young stud let me tell you this you know or kind of you know just give him a little bit of heart-to-heart conversation where where he may be open to it that may be something that helps kind of crack the code. But right now, it looks like there's a lot of trouble and a lot of turmoil in Houston. And it doesn't seem like it's going to end anytime soon, which is going to make an offseason that's going to be outstanding because that is one heck of a quarterback that could be on the move. Yeah, I mean, Coley sit down and say, I, look, I understand your frustrations. I'm a guy that had to wait around for his opportunity to yeah. be a head coach forever. You know, I, I understand that this league, can, be, especially the business side, can be brutal. And Houston, the organization, has dropped the ball several times. You found out your number one wide receiver it was uh, was dealt via Twitter. You right. know, you found out that your head coach was being sent packing on Twitter. Like, that's no longer going to happen. I can make that promise to you. And I don't think that that's a promise 
that's uh you know tough to keep with with Deshaun Watson. But you know, is it is it uh, too far past gone as far as that relationship and being able to mend it? it? It really sounds like it. So let's talk about some potential landing spots. I mean, in your opinion, are there a cup? There are a bunch of quarterback hungry teams, and and I completely agree with what you said. It, even if you have a quarterback on your roster and, and he's a franchise type, you still pick up the phone, you still make a call, and and just see. Hey Nick, what what would it take to to get a deal done for Deshaun Watson because he's that special of a signal caller? But let's look at some like realistic spot landing spots for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I in my mind think that San Francisco would be a great spot land get him with uh, Kyle Shanahan. I think he's a really good offensive mind. I think he'd be able to do some good things with Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, I've heard Miami and and the Jets are, are places that he would prefer to go. He has a no trade clause, so that's another element to this game. If if a team comes calling and he don't want to go there, guess what? He could say, hey, I'm not going to show up there. I'm not going to go to that that team. So, I mean, every team could call and want him, but he might not want every team. And if he wants out of, you know, Houston bad enough, he might just do it anyway. But, man, it's so tough to say what the, the best location was. If I was him, I wouldn't want anything to do with the Jets. But that's me. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he might decide he can go to New York and be the king of New York and, and you know, live high off the hog and, and just be the man. Who knows? I just think that a spot like San Francisco probably makes the most sense. Jimmy G clearly is not the answer. You you know very well. You see the 49ers a couple times a year covering the Cardinals, and you know Jimmy G's not all that. I just think Watson and Kyle Shanahan would be dynamic. That would be probably landing spot number one for me. But, again, who knows? Uh, I think that the Panthers – that's a good, that's a possible location, him and uh, Matt Rule. I think that would be a nice little, uh, you know, match made in heaven there. I think that uh, he'd be able to get coached hard by Matt Rule, and uh, he'd get the most out of him. But again, you just, man, you just don't know what, what appeals to him. Right. And yeah, that's going to be the toughest thing. It, the no trade clause part of this is, is huge as far as when you're trying to negotiate him out of Houston. I got to imagine that the Texans ideally want to, trade him out of the conference like they don't want to have to potentially face it once right. whatever this whenever this team gets back on track yep. you don't want to have to meet Deshaun Watson at some point in the AFC playoffs and there but in, you know, also if you look at the uh as, as far as the quarterbacks in the NFC there are a lot of NFC teams that are quarterback hungry and you, and you mentioned it you know San Francisco could absolutely use an upgrade Carolina with Matt Rule perfect Washington I think would be a yep. potential destination yep. Detroit with Dan Campbell, I mean, I got to imagine just like the Jets, even though they got Dan Campbell talking about cannibalism in his, in his <laughs> open press conference, I, I got to imagine that Watson's going to say, uh, I'm going to pass on Detroit here. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think he wants to eat any kneecaps. I don't think he wants to do any of that. So, yeah, Detroit won't be the spot. And that looks like a, a organization that, you know, from the from the top down is 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 just bad. It's ran bad. You know, with, with Jacksonville, I mean, everything that you said about the AFC makes sense. And it really I could find it. I find it very hard to believe that they would trade within the division. But would Jacksonville and Urban Meyer be appealing to him? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you just don't, you, you don't know. But uh, I think Washington, that's, that would be good. I think he would like to be with Ron Rivera uh, and that organization, even though that's kind of a dumpster fire as well. They've made a lot of organizational changes in the front office. You know, they have a black president now. I mean, they have, you know, women in high places in the organization. Ron Rivera, obviously, uh, you know, a Latino coach. I mean, there's there's a lot of, uh, of things that you would think would appeal to uh, Deshaun Watson about Washington. Miami, I could see him wanting to be with Coach Flores. 
Uh, but then again, do you give up on Tua Tagovailoa that quickly and send him all the way packing? And is he a better quarterback than Tua? Absolutely. But, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of slippery slope if you decide after one year that you're going to get rid of Tua and bring in Deshaun Watson, and then all of a sudden now Tua is your guy in Houston, and where is his, uh, where is his confidence level at? And, again, I reference you. You know very well uh, from hosting the Locked On Cardinals. Uh, you, you saw what happened with Josh Rosen. He gets traded out of Arizona uh, after one year, and boom, Kyler Murray's in there. He's the guy. And then what happened to Josh Rosen? He's He's been all over the map since then. So it's just it's it's a tough call, man. It's a really tough call, but there's going to be a lot of suitors that are at least going to want Watson services. The biggest question is, will Watson want to be their quarterback? Right, and get him to a place with an offensive line for the love of God. Right. This is a guy that's been sacked, you know, just said at an outrageous rate ever since he entered the league, 62 times in 18, 2018, 44 times in 2019, and 49 times in 2020. Let's keep this guy upright. Let's keep him safe because uh, he's one of the premier quarterbacks in this league. It's going to be a busy offseason queue at the quarterback position. We're just getting started. Deshaun Watson, by far, I think he's probably the hottest commodity at the position. But with the QB carousel starting to rev up, who's the second best available signal caller? We'll get into that debate coming up next. It's Locked On NFL Podcast with your boy Q and Bo Brock. I'm starting to get my W-2s, your 1099s. Everybody's taxes are one of a kind. That's why we use TurboTax Live. It has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and get you the help for the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver. You have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you just want to hand off your whole tax filing process to an expert while you perfect that banana bread recipe. More time for you. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert just do the filing for you, TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that you're one of a kind, uniquely you taxes are done right. Into it, TurboTax Live. Well, you know, Bo. I don't uh, work on my banana nut bread uh, recipe. I, I just don't. I, I'm not a guy for the kitchen, but I do have a banana nut bread built bar. I do have a um, caramel brownie built bar. I have a cookies and cream built bar. I have a coconut almond built bar. What I'm trying to tell you is I might not be able to cook something up in the kitchen, but I sure can go to the pantry and get me a snack, and I can get the best tasting protein bar ever, and built bar is exactly that. They have 18 total flavors. Six original flavors. I like to call those the OGs. Those are ones like peanut butter brownie, coconut, orange, German chocolate, uh, coconut almond, mint brownie, salted caramel, stuff like that. They got the OG flavors, but they got the new and improved, the six new flavors that I really, really like. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond, apple almond crisp. All those are some of the new and improved of the Built Bar flavors, and man, they're really good. They're great for the health-conscious man or woman. If you're trying to lose or maintain weight, you can do that with the Built Bar, plus you're enjoying a really, really great snack. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. So you need to go check it out right now on the website, BuiltBar.com. Don't just get caught up in having an afternoon like candy bar to kind of satisfy your hunger. No, go get you a Built Bar. It's good for you, and it's great tasting, 100% covered in chocolate on the website, 
website. They have all the flavors there. You can mix and match the boxes and get whatever ones you want. So BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On is going to get you 20% off. So not only is Bo and myself going to help you get a really good taste of protein bar, we're telling you how to save money at the same time. So BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On, 20% off your order. A great taste of protein bar. You want it, they got it, BuiltBar.com. Segment number two is coming up next. All right, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On NFL podcast on this Friday, January 29th, 2021. Bo Brock and your boy Q. Segment number one, Bo, we talked all things Deshaun Watson and him being disgruntled in Houston. Where is he going to end up? Is he going to end up somewhere else? What's the deal? What's the latest and the greatest with Deshaun Watson? So now we want to talk about the other quarterbacks because there could be there's a lot of quarterbacks that could be on the move this offseason, which would make for a heck of an offseason as far as NFL news and notes. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. It's really kind of unprecedented to see so many quarterbacks potentially, and that's kind of the biggest word, man. The big P word in the room is potentially on the move. We talked to Sean Watson, but who is the second guy? Who's the next guy that you think would be the, the most attractive quarterback to leave his location? And I'll just run through the names real quickly, Bo, of guys that I'm kind of looking at, guys that have been rumored to be out there, and I'll let you pick it up from there who you think the next guy in line is. So Deshaun Watson is obviously the cream of the crop at number one. Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, Mitchell Trubisky, Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith, and then Big Ben Roethlisberger. Where are you going for number two? I mean, if if we're talking about a guy that is actually going to become available, I think my opinion is Rodgers in Green Bay, that divorce isn't happening. But if if we did have this hypothetical list, I would have Rodgers just maybe a 1B to Deshaun Watson. Right. I, I, I think that he's... You know, I mean, this is the guy that just he's going to take home the MVP. Right. He's he's playing at a high level. Um, and then and then Dak Prescott. Uh, you know, it's this is somebody that Dallas needs to lock up instead of you know messing around with this franchise tag any longer. But when you really look at the guys, when you really kind of get into the group of the guys that can realistic go, you know, move off of where they are right now. You know, Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, um, Sam Darnold. Those are the most intriguing to me. Is those young guys that uh, kind of fell out of favor in their respective uh, spots, you know, in 2020. I, I just think uh, for, for, for my money, if I'm the Washington football team, if uh, if I'm a team that that is close roster-wise and they're just lacking a quarterback, this might sound crazy, but I think Matthew Stafford is probably your best bet, where as far as it's not going to cost you a lot as far as draft capital, and you can get a guy that threw touch, 26 touchdowns and uh, just, you know, took decent care of the football, just 10 picks, in 2020, I think he can make most of the throws. I know that, you know, this is a guy that's never won a playoff game. He hasn't had a lot of opportunity to do so, but a team that is ready to go. I really like Matthew Stafford. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you said that because I do too. I think out of all the guys that could potentially, again, there's that P word, potentially be on the move. I think Matt Stafford is, for my money and for his money, is probably the, the next best guy outside of Deshaun Watson. And to be honest, he might be the best guy because I'm not too sure, I'm not hell-bent on Deshaun Watson's actually going to be on the move, similar to what you were saying about Aaron Rodgers. Matt Stafford has two years and $43 million left on his contract. So if you're a team like the Cowboys, let's put them out there because Dak Prescott's on this list as well. If you're a team like the Cowboys and you don't have a contract in place with Dak Prescott, He's going to require about $40 million for one year. What hmm. if, and just what if, hypothetical here, what if the Cowboys said, you know what, let's roll with the hometown kid and Matt Stafford for two years 
for $43 million instead of Dak Prescott coming off a big-time injury one year for $40 million. You know what I mean? Because they just paid him $30-plus million for the franchise tag for one year. Matt Stafford's going to get paid $43 million over the next two seasons. That, to me, is a bargain. If you look across the landscape of the National Football League, where are you going to get a quarterback with a strong arm, a guy who could throw touchdown passes, a guy who, yeah, you haven't won any playoff games, but he's been playing in Detroit. They have no Mm -hmm. offensive line. They have no run game. Their defense stinks. The organization is a dumpster fire. I mean, I can go on and on and on. I mean, the only thing good about Detroit is 8 Mile, and that was a damn movie. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it's just... It is what it is. I think Matt Stafford, for my money and his money, as a matter of fact, more importantly, his money, I think he's probably the, the best guy out there. And all top, on top of that, we know for a matter of fact that he's available. Yeah, no Mackay Pfeiffer in, the, in this real, in this real <laughs> life, right? It, it was a movie. I can, I, Stafford, it's just uh, I, he, I really see a lot of Carson Palmer. It, it was a guy who at that when he went to Arizona after kind of, you know, he had, a, had the divorce with, Cincinnati and, and Oakland before that and they he gets traded for a seventh round pick at the time and he, he, no playoff wins up to that point and he ends up having like MVP caliber season with 35 touchdowns in 2015 finally wins that playoff game against Green Bay I think that that's something that Stafford could certainly do now is there a ceiling you know would things would would the NFL gods have to like bless Matthew Stafford with a perfect postseason for him to navigate to a Super Bowl championship yeah well yeah and we've seen crazier things happen but the skill sets there that you make a great point with as far as what he's making I I think that's a fantastic point especially when you look at teams that are going to be cap strong Um, and he would he would be a perfect fit for a lot of teams that aren't looking to you know necessarily just completely break the bank and cripple themselves cap wise I think that's a it's a great spot. There there are a couple intriguing quarterbacks though, the younger guys like the Goffs, yeah. the Jared Goff of the world, uh, you know, the Sam Darnolds who could be, you know, who knows what the Jets are going to do? Are they going to make a move for Watson? Or are they going to take a guy number two overall? Um, or is it Darnold's job and then Carson Wentz? It's just those three guys are very similar in my opinion. I I would I would I I don't know what uh, it's it's they've obviously got their buyer beware attached to them. Do you envision of that trio of guys, if you're a team that was quarterback hungry, which one would you pick up? You know, out of those guys, I I don't know because they all have warts. You know what I mean? Carson Wentz, he's shown that he could be the dude, but at the same time, he also showed that he is very injury prone and he might not be healthy all the time. Jared Goff didn't look very good until he got with Sean McVay. And then he looked really good. And then he got to the Super Bowl, and he lost. And he's kind of feel like, to me, is taking a little bit of a step back. Uh, again, I can refer to you, man. You got a lot of a lot of good players that you've been going up against uh, quite a bit as far as the Cardinals going up because uh, you, you also know about Jared Goff twice a year. But, you know, I, I just – I'm not 100% sold on him, and I'm definitely not 100% sold on Sam Darnold. And it's not really his fault. It's the Jets, you know. So he's been in a bad situation. But, Bo, I'll throw a name out there that is not even on the list, and and I didn't even say his name already, but I'll throw one name out there of a young guy that I think could potentially be on the move, and it has to do with one of the guys you just mentioned. It has to do with Carson Wentz. If you look at Carson Wentz's salary, his contract, it's good for a team to pick him up. It'd be great for a team to pick him up because it's very manageable for them, but it would leave so much dead money on the Eagles' salary cap that it almost doesn't make sense. They fire Peterson. They bring in a new head coach. So my my thought is that means, hey, by the way, guys, we're keeping Carson Wentz. It's still his team. It is not time uh, for, uh, for, for Jalen Hurts to take over. So 
I say, can those guys coexist in the same locker room? Personally, I don't think so. I think Jalen Hurts has had just enough taste. You know when you, you get just enough where you're like, I need more? It's not that I want more, but I need more. You know what I mean? So I feel like Jalen Hurts has had just enough taste of being the guy and, and having control of the locker room and having the attention of the other guys in the locker room that now he wants to be the man, and he probably is not going to be happy sitting behind Carson Wentz. I mean, I, I, don't know if they, I don't know if they can go back to the way it used to be. You know what I mean? It's almost like a, it's like a married couple that had an ugly breakup, and then they're like, well, let's try it again. Well, it's not really that easy to kind of put that thing back together. I would be intrigued to see if J- Jalen Hurts will be on the move this offseason. If I'm a betting man, and if I was on Locked On Bets and we had a, a prop bet on it, I would say that Jalen Hurts is probably going to be on the move. I think your co-host Lee Sterling would probably back that up. <laughs> I, I mean, you don't bring in Nick Sirianni to uh, move forward with Jalen Hurts. I mean, you, you get the connection to Frank Reich, who had so much success with Carson Wentz, uh, to, to fix that. And as you mentioned, it's an absurd amount of dead money that they would have to absorb, not only in the 2021 season, but in 2022. It's almost damn near impossible to build a roster by taking that significant of a hit. I, you know, and, and Jalen Hurts, you're exactly right. You can't put that cat back in the bag because you, he showed that he belongs and he can play at the NFL level quarterback position you know why not yeah I think that's probably the easier guy to move uh from from Philly and and it's not they can't coexist it's gonna inevitably end in divorce and it's gonna be ugly it's not gonna be just uh you know one of those things where everything's gonna be amicable and and people are just gonna get along it's it's we Jalen Hurts know that he knows that he can play and he's probably the best option right now at the quarterback position but he's due due to the contract he's not going to be the guy in 2021. Yeah. No, and, and you know the thing about it, uh, you mentioned it's going to end in divorce, and it's going to be an ugly divorce. It's going to be one of those, it's not going to be like, you see the kids this weekend, I'll see them next weekend. It's not like we're going to switch off Saturdays. It's like, I'm taking full custody, and you ain't worth nothing, and oh, by the way, I'm going to take you to the bank at the same damn time. You know what I mean? Like, that's the mm-hmm. kind of breakup this one's going to be. It ain't going to be one of those, hey, we'll meet halfway type situations. We ain't meeting no halfway. Uh, both these guys, they want it all. Any, uh, do, do you envision the Las Vegas Raiders? Of course, you covered it on a daily basis with the, the silver and black. Are they going to be a team that's going to be in the market for a quarterback? Is Derek Carr uh, somebody that could be wearing different colors next year? You know, I, I think Derek Carr is going to be the Raiders quarterback in 2021, but I do believe that the Raiders are going to do their due diligence, and I think that's what smart organizations do. And I'm not trying to give them more credit than they deserve, but I think that that's what good organizations do. Now, you cover the Cardinals. I mentioned that a few times. There's no question Kyler Murray's a dude, so there's no reason to reach out and, and go do that and, and reach out and, and try to get, you know, the attention of, of another team and see what it's going to take. And they might even still do it just, just for fact-finding, you know, but – Outside of that, I think that teams should do some fact-finding. I think that the Raiders should reach out and say, hey, what's it going to take to get Watson? Hey, uh, what would it take to get Stafford? Hey, what would it take to go get, you know, insert guy? What would it take to get Jalen Hurts? I would, I, I've said it multiple times. I would love to see them go get him and even sit him behind, uh, behind Derek Carr for a little while, and maybe he could be the quarterback of the future. I mean, there's th- – I think it's smart because the quarterback is the most important position in the NFL. I think it's smart to know what you're dealing with 
Uh, you never know when you may have a situation. You may have a Sam Bradford type situation where all of a sudden he's in, uh, you know, Philly and they've got this hot shot young kid in Nick Foles there. And then all of a sudden there's a major injury with the team and you've got to be able to make a call and go get a guy. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's smart to know what you need and what it's going to take to get a guy and you don't need a guy. But just have that ammunition. Just know what you need. So I think the Raiders will make some calls. I think they do it every year. But ultimately, I don't think that they pull the trigger on anything. Right. I mean, it's it's guys that are going to be available, especially, you know, Watson and, and all these other, you know, I, I mean, you look at it, any of them, your teams do the due diligence. Absolutely. Um, especially, with, I mean, with with Kyler Murray, yeah, when a guy like Watson's available, sure, you, you give him a call. But right. otherwise, you know, you just – you rest assured that you made the pick, the right pick at number one in 2019, and, and you've got your franchise signal caller to move forward with. A uh, guy like Tom Brady's been doing it for a long time. He's been doing it at the highest level that this game has ever seen. He's in his 10th Super Bowl. Is Patrick Mahomes the greatest quarterback that Tom Brady's ever faced? We're going to have a quick debate before we get out of here. It's Bo Brock. It's your boy Q. It's the Lockdown NFL Podcast. And the bets for the big game, they're starting to take shape. Last time I checked, betonline.agq, it was the Chiefs as three-and-a-half-point favorites. I still don't know which way I'm going to go, but I can tell you <laughs> this. If your first bet of the NFL season is the big game, it's going to make it even more entertaining to watch. And you can pretty much do it without spending a dime of your own money. Because if you log on today to betonline.ag, you can sign up with a free account and use the promo code locked on one word, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. So if you put in 50 bucks, you get 25 free dollars with betonline.ag to play around with. You could put all that money on the big game and win without even risking your own cash. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the action. And it doesn't end with the Super Bowl. You got college hoops. Start to build that stack for the uh, bubble tournament that's going to go down at the end of March in Indianapolis. It's always the fun on those bet on those games it's a blast it makes the tournament even much more of a must watch use the promo code locked on receive that 50 percent welcome bonus 50 bucks gets you 25 bucks 100 bucks gets you 50 bucks to play around with for free that's on your first deposit using the promo code locked on bet online it's your online sportsbook experts for the first friday all NFL season long. We're not going to catch up with our guy, Chad Millman of the Action Network, the Favorites podcast. He will be back on the podcast next week. If you're looking for a betting fix, you can, of course, tune in to our guy, your boy Q, Lee Sterling on Locked On Bets. Of course, churning out content on a daily basis. Best bets of the day. So check that out for sure. Uh, we're, what, nine days away from the big game? And we want to start to preview Super Bowl 55, Mahomes, Take it on Tom Brady. And I asked the question, Q, is Mahomes the greatest quarterback Tom Brady's ever squared off against in the big game? I mean, I think so. You know, just kind of off the top of my head, just kind of running through it, uh, I would think he would be. You know, I, I think he has to be. And now he went up against Matt Ryan, and we all know how that goes. Uh, the, the Patriots were down pretty big. <laughs> and uh, no uh, Atlanta fan will ever forget that that loss when they lost the uh, Super Bowl to New Orleans in, uh, or to, to New England, excuse me, in, uh, in Houston. I'll never forget that. But uh, I think for the most part, man, Patrick Mahomes has got to be the best quarterback that he's ever faced and squared off with. He's gone up against Eli Manning. Uh, he's taken that L there. But uh, and, and I respect Eli Manning, but he's just not as dynamic as Patrick Mahomes is. And, you know, not only that, not only is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback that he's faced, the Chiefs are the best 
offensive juggernaut type of a team. You know what I mean? They have so many offensive weapons, and they turn a third and 20 into like a 45-yard touchdown so fast, so quick, so easy that, yeah, I mean, you're never kind of out of the woods. And so I think this makes this game that much more challenging for Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, and he's really got to have, I think, a, a pretty good game. He can't have a game like he had against Green Bay where he turns the ball over three times and hopes that his defense just bails him out because that Chiefs offense is too good. Even when they're having an off day, hell, I mean, at the Super Bowl last year, they didn't play very well offensively. They still put up 30-plus points. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to put up points even if the defense is really stout. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that there's no doubt that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback he's gone up against. But more importantly, this is the best offensive team he's had to face in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think you're right. And the only quarterback and probably offensive team that he's faced that comes close is his first Super Bowl. He was going against the greatest show on turf and the St. Louis Rams. That was Kurt Warner. Yep. He's got the gold jacket. He's got that MVP. He's got the Super Bowl MVP. That matches Patrick Mahomes. But outside of that, you know, look at Russell Wilson. You know, he throws the pick on the goal line. No MVP votes, right? Certainly no MVP. He wasn't even the Super Bowl MVP when he got his ring against Denver. That was, uh, what, Malcolm Smith? That'll yep. win you a trivia contest somewhere. Right. Matt Ryan, you mentioned. Eli twice. Donovan McNabb, who I think is going to be, uh, I think he's in that grouping with Eli where, he's, Eli, where he's very, very good. And then there's Jared Goff and that Nick Foles. And I'm going to put at the back end of this one, the caboose, Jake DeLome is probably the worst quarterback he's faced, but he's kind of gone through it. Like every tier of quarterback Tom Brady's faced. Yeah, and the thing about it, you mentioned Kurt Warner in, in his first Super Bowl. The one thing I'll say, even though I think that the Chiefs team is even better than the greatest show on turf and, and they were damn good offensively, uh, Tom Brady was very young in his career still. You know what I mean? He was so young in his career, he was a new booty, like that, I like to call it, and he's still kind of learning his way. So that might have been the biggest challenge because now at least he's so smart. You know, Now he, he can make up for himself being a little bit older that, you know, he, he just knows the ropes. He knows what he's doing, and, and he can lead. He could be a, a bigger leader on the field. So that may have been the bigger challenge. I think this is the better team. And, and look, again, I'm not trying to take, and there's some Ram fan right now probably tweeting at me like, don't you ever disrespect the greatest show on turf like that. Don't you ever disrespect Marshall Falk and Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce and, you know, and Kurt Warner and the list goes on. And, you know, I don't, I get it. I get it, man. Hey, that was a damn good team. But I just think the Chiefs are so stinking good and they can just do anything that they basically want to that, they're just taking it to a whole nother level. And Kurt Warner, I know he's got the gold jacket, but Patrick Mahomes, if he stays on this run that he's on, he'll have one too. Now, he's got to do a lot more work, obviously, and you can't just kind of project all the way out like that. But, I mean, this, this dude is special, man. And, look, I, I host the Locked On Raiders show, so I know. I got to see that dude twice a year. And I know when he got drafted. I was at the draft in Philadelphia when he got drafted and the Chiefs moved up from number 25 to number 10. I was standing right there at the front of the, or the, the bottom of the Rocky steps. And man, when that happened, I felt like Rocky punched me right in the gut. I felt like Rocky said, you're going down and just, just slugged me out of no, and I'm still trying to find my jaw. You know what I mean? That's, that's just how it felt when I saw that trade happen. I knew that he was going to be a, a menace to the AFC West for years to come and Boom, there it is. He, he sits one year behind Alex Smith, and the rest is history. You got to look out for Clubber Lang, man. He's got that <laughs> nasty right hook. He's, he, he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll hit you in the face. He'll take you down. It's, uh, it, it is an interesting conversation because if, and it's tough to keep up. It's tough to keep pace. I mean, we've never seen a pace that Patrick Mahomes has set so far uh, and, and, and you know see where he can go with it. But 
you know, it gets into the conversation. He's already got the Super Bowl title under his belt. He's already got the MVP. He's already got the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, I mean, here's a guy that if anybody's going to vie for GOAT status and, and maybe push Tom off that pedestal, it's going to be a guy like Patrick Mahomes. But I got to assume if if he loses, you know, a week from Sunday, he's already lost to Brady in an AFC championship game. If he loses again, you know, it'd be tough to when you're having those conversations you know, whether you're on a bar stool or you're in the barbershop and you're having those debates is I don't think Mahomes, you know, right now has, would have a leg to stand on. I don't know, man. Mahomes is so stinking good. And if he loses, he loses. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it's so oh, Rocky, early. Huh? Huh? <laughs> he dies, he dies, right? Is that another Rocky quote? I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'm showing my age. I don't know, man. I kind of feel like this dude is so young in the game, and he's done so much at an early age. He's got so much still to accomplish, and he's got that long-term deal with the Chiefs. He signed a a deal that everyone looked at and was like, oh, my God, that's way too much money. But if you really look at the the numbers behind it, it's very team-friendly, so he can still keep a really good team around him. I think he's trying to go on a run. I think he's going to try to make a a Brady-like run, and I don't think that we'll ever see a Brady-like run, but – I think that I think Patrick Mahomes has the skins on the wall. I think he has the ability to get as close as possible. I mean, this dude is just a different breed, man. And um, I, I just think that uh, his book has got so many chapters that are still left to be written. That he, greatness is in his in his you know it's it's in his in his pocket, man. It's in his DNA. It's just who he is. He's going to be great, and he's really going to just. I think he's going to write his own his own way. I, I, I just again, gut feeling tells me that. It is really going to be interesting to see how he can transform his game like Brady had to so many times yeah. with all the turnover on those rosters for New England. I mean, from start to finish, Brady had to reinvent himself. Uh, it's going to be just fascinating. It's going to be an incredible watch to see how Mahomes can do it because of his and the, the, the skill set unlike we've ever seen before. You know, what's it going to look like when there's no Travis Kelsey right. or Tyree Hill? It's going to be fascinating to me, and I can't wait to see it. I, I can't wait to see this game, and we've got you. We're just going to be gearing you up all week long right here on this podcast, the Locked On NFL podcast. It starts with Peter Bukowski on Monday and takes you all the way through to next Friday when you can hear your boy Q and myself, Bo Brock, again. In the meantime, check out Locked On Bets every day with Q and Lee Sterling, and also check out the new podcast, Locked On Today, which will give you everything you need to know in sports in just 20 minutes. Q, have a great weekend, my man. No football. What are we going to do with ourselves? We're going to get us a built bar. We're going to get our taxes done. We're going <laughs> to we're going to go fix our cars. <laughs> we're going to reintroduce ourselves to our families. I think that's a good idea too. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. That's a great idea. But uh, either way, man, we're going to get through it, and then we'll be staring the Super Bowl in its face and uh, be very excited and pumped up about it. Uh, like you said, man, I can't wait to see this game. I think it's going to be one for the ages. So uh, yeah, man, enjoy your weekend. We'll be back at it next week as we uh, preview Super Bowl Fifty Five from Tampa Bay.